Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Friday, the 3rd of February. I'm Derek Clark and I'm joined this morning uh, by the Herald and the Glasgow Times senior Rangers writer, Chris Jack. How are we doing, Chris? Morning, Derek. How's things? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Good to nah, have good you. Stuff. Good stuff. Good to have you joining us on a, on a Friday morning to talk all things Rangers. Before we do that, folks, just a bit of housekeeping as ever. First of all, you can see the ticker below. Uh, we've got a, a tremendous giveaway at the moment. You can win hospitality tickets to uh, the Rangers Partick Thistle Scottish Cup tie coming up. The Glasgow Derby, no less. All you have to do is sign up to our free newsletter. Uh, head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash newsletter to <clears> sign up. It's dead easy. It takes five seconds uh, and that'll be you uh, in uh, in the draw for those uh, two hospitality tickets. And a quick word as well for our podcast sponsor, Seneca Hair Restoration. They are the number one hair transplant group in Europe, no less. If you're looking to uh, reinvigorate the top of your head, then these are the guys to go to. Uh, and I've stuck the links as usual in the description box uh, uh, as well if you want to go and check them out. And you can see the little banner on your screen as well. If you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, it's totally free. Uh, over 11,000 of you now supporting the channel. So thank you very much for doing so. Right, Chris, let's get stuck in. Uh, Michael Beale uh, undertaking his uh, press conference yesterday. Rangers have uh, altered it slightly, whereby uh, the press conference, conference sorry, will now take place two days uh, prior to a match day. You were there for us as ever. Well, first of all, have you enjoyed going along to, to, to Michael's pressers? I think that they're different than uh, Giovanni's, aren't they? Uh, you get a lot of information out of them, maybe too much information at times. You can never have too much information when there's, <laughs> when, there's web, when, when there's websites to fill and there's newspapers to fill and there's things to be talking about. You can never have too much information. Um, as I said to Josh last week, I really I really enjoyed them. I think they've been, they've been great value. Um, I know some people don't see the value in them. Other fans really like watching the videos and then reading the uh, reading the stuff after it. Um, I, I think they have been really good. I think he's been really open, been really honest. Um, Transfer-wise, I thought it was really interesting how he, he played the whole situation over Whitaker, how he played Raskin, how he played Cantwell. Um, even just generally, he's happy to talk about his team. He's happy to talk about injuries and go into a bit more detail on where guys are and where they are in terms of time scales. Um, he said last week he played two up front at Tynecastle and made made no bones about the fact that he was going to go that way. Not quite the uh, same as the time that Pedro gave his entire team before. I think it was Aberdeen they played that day and Pedro came in and rained off the entire entire starting eleven, which is a bit different. But um, no, I think o overall Peel has been he's been very good value, um, and the fact that it's now match day minus two just gives us another. Another day, at it, another day in terms of uh, content for the uh, for the papers and the website. So, no, all good, all good so far. Yeah, absolutely, and of course, uh, the Hearts game in midweek is is the final midweek fixture for for quite some time now. I think, but before the uh, the split, at least, so it's going to be uh, one game uh, a week from from here on in. Barring, of course, if there's a uh, cup replays, let's hope there's not when Rangers take on Partick Thistle. Right from this press conference, Chris, uh, a number of interesting points uh, as ever. Uh, yesterday. Um, I wanted to touch on, well, first of all, uh, a question that's been posed here. I wonder if you've got any uh, any update on this. Scott Hammond gets in touch. Morning, Scott. Any news in Raskin's work permit for tomorrow's game? He was asked about this. He says, uh, hopefully that'll come through. I know they've got a backlog, so hopefully a few nagging emails and they'll push that to the front. Uh, obviously, after the transfer window, there's quite a few players coming in 
but he's an exciting one to have. And he did add, we've got him forever, not just Saturday. I know there'll be people desperate to watch him, but a little bit like Todd, we've got to respect that we've already got a good team and they've got to come in and earn their way to play in it as well. That's what should happen. Um, do you think we'll see him at the weekend, Chris? Uh, only if the, the paperwork has been has been done. Uh, word from Rangers yesterday was still waiting on obviously still waiting on the on the uh, paperwork being uh, signed and sealed. If it does get done, um, we hopefully should be able to speak to Nicholas Raskin later on. I think the plan is for Rangers to do a uh, to do a presser later on if, if all comes through and all's fine. Um, obviously until that stage, until the until everything has been has been verified, he's not allowed to train. He's not allowed to do any work. Obviously. Um, so if, if it comes through the next couple of hours, hopefully there will be a there will be a presser later on and we can go and uh, speak to Raskin and get his thoughts on his move. If it doesn't come through, um, it also puts doubt over uh, where they can play tomorrow. It would then need to come through later on tonight to have any learn to play tomorrow. But as as the manager said yesterday, it's a long term thing. We've had to wait two or three weeks over the over the transfer window from bids going in and the, the deal finally getting there before they before they arrived in in Glasgow. Um, so I think an extra an extra couple of days, while it's a, an inconvenience, it's it's not a disaster. And you look at the, the fixtures coming up, um certainly the party Thistle game next uh, next weekend in the in the cup, that should be the ideal one just to just to stick him in if he doesn't make the uh, game this weekend. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of the signing uh and pretty much the, the January transfer window, Chris, two uh, high-caliber players coming in, in, in the form of Todd Cantwell and, of course, uh, Nicholas Raskin, uh, Charlie McCann heading out the, the other way. Um, is Raskin a player that, that excites you, a player that Rangers have have, uh, have been needing for quite some time? He's a player that they've certainly been tracking for quite some time. Um, yeah. When the daily newspaper guys got the manager after the after the broadcast section yesterday, um, he was saying that's it was a name that was put to him right at the very start. So when he was talking about coming into the club as as manager, Raskin was one of the players that had already been identified as a possible January recruit or summer, depending on how the, how the deal could be put together. Um, he's also a player that Michael has known for a couple of years after playing against us uh, two or three seasons ago. Um, so he has someone that he's, he's tracked. He has someone that he's very, very keen to get to the club. And I think when you look at the profile of him, a Belgian under-21 internationalist, he's a good age, good experience, played a lot of games, very highly rated, was sought after, there's other clubs on the continent that fancied him. I think it could be a wee bit of a coup for Rangers to get to get him in. They've not spent a lot of money on him, um, but the type of player that over the next two or three seasons should have a lot of improvement in him um, and could potentially be the next big, the next big sale. Um, I think that was one of the, the things that Michael had to do with his rebuilding of the squad, he had to put value back into it, like Steven Gerrard did five five years ago now, they came in in 2018, they had to put transfer value in the team, so you had the likes of Arthur Patterson coming through, you had your Aribos, you had your passes, you had Kamara, the squad now is a bit short on sellable assets, to then go and reinvest, Braskin, I think if we see the best of them for two seasons, maybe three, I think that might be all that Rangers get out of him, because if he continues to improve the way that Rangers hope he, he, he will. Uh, I don't think he'll be here for five, six years, unfortunately. No, no, but uh, he's certainly the sort of profile of player I think Rangers should, should be targeting, uh, That that's for sure. Um, lots of interesting comments uh, coming in at the moment. Um, we'll touch on... Uh, 
Well, first of all, I'm not too sure about this. Orange Juice gets in touch. He says, uh, anyone else kind of hoping Derek will be shirtless? Uh, I'm not entirely sure that is. Uh, people need to see that at this time in the morning or any time, really. Uh, Orange Juice, uh, hello. If, if, if there is demand, uh, then uh, let me know. Uh, however, let's move on to the, 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 Rangers, the Rangers news. Chris, one thing that, that, well, first of all, I want to get your take on uh, the events at Tynecastle on Wednesday night. For me, Michael Beale has, has said it himself, I think, but pretty much all in agreement. It was the most complete performance <laughs> since he came back to the club. Um, how impressed were you with, with Rangers on Wednesday night at a venue um, and, and against a team who are in uh, right, right good form? They were unbeaten in 10, I believe it was, uh, and they were really confident the Heart supporters heading into that one. But, but Rangers, for me, were absolutely magnificent. The best performance i would say uh since leipzig uh, i know many people are saying that uh, domestically god i can't remember the last time that they played it as, as well as that i know they beat hearts 4-0 back in october but for me uh-huh. the, the victory on wednesday night was was, was a better all-round performance uh what did you make of it on wednesday i think it's the kind of the kind of performance that i felt has been has been coming the last few weeks it's the kind of performance that We've all been waiting for to see Rangers produce. Now, the manager speaks about asking the players to release the handbrake. Um, I expected that to happen at some point. Didn't really expect it to happen at Tynecastle on Wednesday night again against the against the side. As you say, Derek, we are going really well. Really fancied our chances of a result. Set up with a really attacking team to go and try and take the game to Rangers. Um, but Rangers just completely completely dominated from start to finish. It was a really accomplished professional. Uh, performance, not a failure in the team. Everyone, everyone played their part. Um, and I thought it was a really, really good performance. Three 0 certainly didn't flatter them. If they'd won five or six, uh, now you wouldn't have said that was an a flatter demeanour. Um, I know a couple of the uh, the VAR calls were um, touch and go. Um, yeah. I think is. I think o- overall the manager had had to be pleased. But even post match, he almost played it down. I think we were expecting him to come in and say. That's the bar being set. That's the standard I want to see. You know, we've, we've got somewhere now. But even then, he was still saying there's more. They can yeah. be more clinical. They can be better in the final third. Um, he was pleased they got goals from set pieces, but almost kind of lamented that fact because it showed that they hadn't been as, as clinical and as effective in open play as he would have liked. Um, so as, as good as they were, as impressive as it was, I think the, the fans can take a bit of heart from the fact that the manager's still still demanding more. He still knows there's, there's a lot more in this in this team. Um, and as Blaskin gets up to speed, Cantwell gets up to speed, the lots of injured players are coming back as they get a bit more uh, game time under their belts. I think there is a lot more to come from Rangers over the next few weeks. It's just a shame that the gap still remains at nine points because if, if there'd been a slip-up um, and they'd be able to eat into that gap, they're now starting to build the momentum and the kind of form that really would have made it interesting over the last last couple of months of the campaign. Yeah. Uh, is it any coincidence to see the likes of Kamara, who I thought was, was man of the match on Wednesday, and John Lundstrom putting in uh, uh, easily his best performance of the season? Any coincidence is the fact that perhaps a, a certain midfielder was watching on uh, from the stands, Chris? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think coincidence. Nah, I don't think so. I think uh, the the manager's spoken in for quite some time about competition for for places and competition for jerseys in that squad. And I think even just having a man sitting in the stand, you're seeing the you're seeing the benefit of that. People now looking over their shoulder, thinking, oh, "This this boy's a player. If I'm not at it, I'm not going to be in the 
I'm not going to be in the team. Um, Michael spoke to Eddie Daly guys again yesterday about how uh, Raskin and Glenn Kamara are very similar and they're going to have a real tussle for, for that jersey. I wouldn't be surprised in certain games to see the two of them play together. More often than not, I think it'll either be Raskin or Kamara. Um, the manager was going through like Raskin's style. So don't expect him to be a Rottweiler. He's not going to snap into challenges and throw people up in there. He's a ball player, he's a technical player. He'll close, he'll close down spaces. He'll, he'll nick it in tight areas, but he can pass and he can then make things. He can then make things happen. Um, so I, I don't think it was a surprise to see Kamara and Lundstrom perform as well as they did, knowing that they've now got a guy in the stand who potentially could come in and take uh, both their jerseys. Um, so I think there's, I think we're now really seeing the benefit of one the, the two January transfer deals, but also potentially having Bruce back in the next few days, having Cholak back, um, also having Hadji back as well. Um, certainly having Ben Davies and, and Conor Golson back has made a has made a big difference as well. So as as frustrating as it was, obviously for Gio, for the fans to watch. A team that was really under-equipped for so long, we're now really starting to see the benefits of of the of the squad that is there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a fantastic Rangers performance, and there is no doubt about it. Every uh, one to a man uh, stood up and was magnificent. However, uh, Alfredo Morelos netted a double uh, on Wednesday, Chris, uh, and um, <laughs> we're not talking about uh, the two goals that he scored. We're talking about uh, his celebration. Unfortunately, Michael Beale was quizzing that. Of course, it stems from Neil McCann's comments on BBC Sports Sound uh, when co-commentating uh, on the game. Uh, he called him an idiot, of course, to, to celebrate um, uh, by celebrating like like that when he had to wait on VAR coming in uh, before doing his trademark knee slide uh, before uh, uh, putting his finger uh, to his mouth to, sh- to shush the Hearts fans who were giving him a, a bit of a, a bit of jip. It's fair to say um, when his goal was ruled out, uh, he was asked uh, about that in, in his, his press conference yesterday. Uh, he says, I won't agree with that. I think the Hearts supporters were maybe trying to incite Alfredo for the whole 90-plus minutes. If we're going to say that players can't celebrate goals now, we might as well stop the game. There was a long stoppage for that goal, and I think he went and celebrated. He was, what, 20-plus yards from them. I think a lot is made about uh, these sort of things in Scotland. It's not made down south. I've never known this to be a big thing. When we score our second goal and our first goal, we are two yards from their fans. We have to... We've got to celebrate the goal. What do you want us to do? Not celebrate, and then everyone say he's moody and wants away because he doesn't celebrate. I think Neil is obviously on the radio. He's passionate. He played for both clubs. He's trying to be impartial, and he said what he has said. I think he will regret that more than maybe Alfredo celebrating. What do you make of all this, Chris? For me, it's a bit tiresome. I've got to say, I was a bit taken aback when I heard the comments from Neil McCann. Um, a bit, sh- a bit shocking t- for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's fair, roiled up the Rangers' supports uh, on social media. Um, what do you make of it all? And this big hoo-ha talking about a celebration. It's all a bit of a nonsense, to be honest, isn't it? Yeah. Derek? It's not. It's not, it's not exactly added by Auburn in the entire length of the pitch to, 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 no. to, to no. celebrate. Um, I think I think the manager handled it quite well yesterday. Um, again, he spoke in uh, both the broadcast and the. In the daily section yesterday about it, and just looked a bit nonplussed about the whole thing. Almost like, well, why are we even talking about this? And so many, so many positive aspects of of the game, positive aspects from Alfredo's performance as well. I thought it was really good. Took his goals well. Um, also, if it hadn't been for a, a couple of sides, and if Alfredo had been a bit more clinical, he would have had a hat trick and could have had even more on the night. Um, I don't really see the, I don't really see the outrage here. Um, 
it's not as if he was holding the Hearts fans, he didn't run right to them, he celebrated closer than that to them before, and again, as the manager points out, we don't always hear uh, the abuse that's raining down on players throughout the, uh, throughout the 90 minutes, so it's, why, uh, it's always situations like this, players take, take abuse for 90 minutes, and as soon as they give anything back and they shoot the crowd or a, a wink or a hand gesture, it's the biggest outcry and it's the biggest uh, biggest thing ever. It's a, it's a nonsense. I, I was surprised at, at the comments. I saw the actual uh, Twitter outrage, if, if you like, on it uh, uh, post-match. I was in the press room. I think I chance to actually listen to the clip. Um, yeah. when, I, yes. when I then got home and listened to the clip, I just found it really, really bizarre. I don't really get what point Neil McCann is trying to make. Um, I said I think the manager has handled it quite well. It's one of these, one of these kind of situations that Scottish football seems to do best, and you can't beat a bit of full outrage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's Scottish football in a nutshell, isn't it? And I totally agree with you with regards to uh, fans dishing it out. Um, if, if you get a wee bit back, then, then you shouldn't complain. And Rangers on tour raises an interesting point. It says, uh, no one said anything when Porteous ran the length of the pitch after scoring against Rangers. Granted, he was knackered after that, uh, and it did help us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd have no issue with players doing that, uh, especially if, if, if supporters are are dishing it out. What have you made of Morelos, uh, Chris? Uh, I think he's one of many players that looks uh, reinvigorated under <laughs> Michael Beale. He's, he's not back to his absolute best of that, there is no doubt, but um, he is looking sharper. He's, he's, he's leading the line well. Uh, he's linking up play. I know he missed a, a couple of sitters at the weekend against uh, St. Johnston, but he, he looked good uh, at Tynecastle against Hearts, and he looks in the mood again. Mm-hmm. His, his contribution in terms of like pure stats, in terms of goals and assists over the last uh, few weeks is, is impressive. I think his contribution away from that in terms of what he's actually bringing to the team is gradually improving as well. He's not the Morelos of old, he's not Morelos at his, at his best, uh, but I think he has certainly shown signs that he's, he's getting there. Um, whether that benefits Rangers in the long term or not, in terms of a new contract, time will tell. It might not be. Uh, speaking of coincidences, it might not be a coincidence that he's obviously uh, in the in the market for fresh employment potentially come the summer, yeah. and he's now maybe thinking, now oh, this is the time to go and uh, to go and show what I can do about, or uh, 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 go and uh, do again. Um, but I think Rangers are a better team when Alfredo Morelos is at his best. For all Tolak's record in the first half of the season was very good. The manager obviously speaks very highly about Kamal Roof. Morelos is still the best striker at the club. And if he does move on, they'll have they'll do very very well to find someone in budget who can do the job that Morelos does when he's when he's at it. And we all know those periods can be up and down. We all know those periods can be okay for a fortnight and then completely rotten for six weeks. That's just that's just Morelos. Um, but I think when he, when he's at his best, Rangers are a far more effective team, um, and ho- hopefully it, it continues. If he can maintain this. Between now and the end of the season, it's not going to help us win the league, unfortunately. But it certainly gives us a chance of winning both cups. Yeah. I was going to ask you about uh, Antonio Cholak. Of course, he's had to bide his time a little bit. He, he, it's been unfortunate with injury. Um, picked up when uh, Michael Beale was appointed. Got a bit of a cameo in midweek. Um, but like you say, Chris, he doesn't lead the line quite like Morelos. His finishing is, is, is uh, better there's, of that, there's no doubt. Um, but there's been a bit of debate as, as 
it's where Antonio Cholak fits in a Michael Beale system. I can't see him getting much game time uh, other than off the bench. I know he has talked about potentially a Morelos and Cholak partnership. C can you see that happening at, at any point, especially when that, that front three are playing ever so well? I would be surprised if that's something we see too often. Personally, I don't see it working. I think the Morelos-Sakala partnership again, just in behind like it was the other night, I think that's got some merit to it. Sakala, I know he, he divides opinion at, at times, but in terms of his what he brings to the team, just in terms of energy and being a nuisance and unpredictability, playing playing against Sakala must be more difficult than playing against Cholak when you know roughly what you're going to get nine times out of ten from him. I like Epic Antonio, he's a great big guy, been great to deal with. His record in the first half of the season is very impressive. I still don't see him being the type of player, the type of striker that Michael Beale builds a team around about. Again, the manager spoke that day about building from the back in terms of goalkeeper. He wants one in the summer. Centre-half, probably looking for one in the summer. He's got his midfield with Cantwell and Raskin. He spoke about needing a number nine. And he was asked, well, if Morello stays, you've got Cholak, you've got Roof, do you still want another number nine? His answer was yes, because he's looking for a different type of, he's looking for a different type of striker. Cholak, I think, will, will score goals, type of guy you can throw on with 15 minutes to go and he will go and get you something. I just yeah. don't see him being the type of guy that one of the first names on the team sheet you say, well, he's our, he's our Ranger centre-forward. He's the type of guy we're then going to mould the rest of the attacks around the boat in the same way that, they, that he can do with Morelos. Um, so I think it's perhaps a bit harsh on him, but that's life at Rangers. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Interesting comments are coming in here, Chris. I wanted to get your view on, on this one. It's, it's very topical at this uh, moment in time. Oh, Chris has just uh, popped off. There he's come, come back on. Hey! Uh, a, brief, a, a brief interlude there. Uh, I had me sweating there, Chris, but we're, we've got you back. Um, DWK says, uh, we all want to sign Tillman, but do you think he wants to stay? Now, Michael Beale was, has been asked, I think he's been asked about this every press conference pretty much. Uh, yeah, I was asked about some clarity on Tillman yesterday. Uh, he says, I have a bit more clarity than what, than what I can give out, obviously. It's a bit like in the transfer window when you guys are saying I am con contradicting myself. I can only say so much at the moment. Those three guys are playing fantastically well along with fashion and it's hard for the other attackers but because they have been relentless in terms of goals, assists and the chances they are making. Uh, <clears throat> Malik Tillman, for me, uh, Chris, has been absolutely sensational since uh, Michael Beale has come in. Uh, I think we've all seen the talent he had under Gio, but Beale seems to be getting the best out of him. Uh, for me, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. You get, you, get, you get the deal agreed with Bayern Munich uh, and you get the player in the door. Uh, but this comment here, do you think Malik would, would, would want to stay at Ibrox past the summer? Um, right now, I don't see why not. Um, again, he, he was asked about it post-match at Hamden, I think, um, and didn't really give a, a concrete answer of, yes, I would I would be a Ranger. Uh, but I think that's just his, his style. He is quite a, a laid-back, chilled-out big guy um, and didn't really want to say too much on, on the situation. I think he would see Rangers as the best place for him, unless something else really exciting came up over the next uh, few months. I think he'd be as well staying at Rangers, have another season, get another crack at uh, Europe, potentially Champions League, and then see where his career takes him. I, I don't see him being in any rush to try and force moves or a force the issue. Um, Rangers are in a strong position. They've got they've got a deal in place with Bayern Munich. They've got first dibs on them. Uh, I would be amazed if they don't try and um, activate that clause to make Malika a Rangers player come the uh, come the summer. 
the only danger I think for Rangers is the better he plays, the more impressive he is. He may well get other clubs then on to his people on to Bayern Munich saying, look, by the way, we can give you more money than Rangers. We can offer you more money personally in terms of wages. We can offer you a better, mm-hmm. a better league, better European aspirations. That that might be the only flying ointment for Rangers. But at, at the moment, Rangers seem relaxed about the situation. Tillman seems relaxed about the situation. And I'd be very um, surprised if he's not a Rangers player come the, they come the first league game of next season. Yeah, I think it's a case of just enjoy him uh, while we've got him, really. he's There's no question he's destined for, for bigger and better things, but the longer he's at Ibrox, I think everyone will be will be, will be fair pleased uh, with that. Uh, and it's an interesting point uh, coming in with regards to uh, Ross County tomorrow. Chris, uh, Rangers back in action uh, at Ibrox. Uh, Hugo Bear uh, and Alan Wright get in touch with similar points. Alan Wright says, uh, morning, guys. Hard picking a first 11 with so many uh, to pick from. Uh, and Hugo Bear says, uh, Lundstrom and Kamara to drop out. Jack and Catmull to come in. Ross County will sit deep, so patience required. Michael Beale did touch on that. He was asked about the, the standard and the performance levels in midweek and whether that has uh, set the benchmark. Chris, and he says every game is different. Games at Ibrooks generally teams will sit more bend behind the ball and it requires a bit of patience uh, and a different personnel at times. Uh, and he, and he name-checked uh, Sakala and... and Catmull is probably the best person to come in as to, in terms of unlocking doors, as he put it. Can you see a number of changes on Saturday, possibly Catmull coming back in, perhaps even Yanis Hadji making another appearance? I think Catmull's the obvious one. When you, yeah. when you think how Ross County are going to set up and how that game is going, to, is going to look and how it's going to play out, Rangers are going to have huge amounts of possession. They're going to have lots of possession in the final third. And we've all seen enough games at Ibrooks over the over the years to know it's about unpicking that defence, getting the first goal, getting the second goal, and then by that stage now, the day's done. Um, so I would be surprised if Cantwell doesn't come back in. I thought he looked bright when he came off the bench at, at Tynecastle, um, and he's he's only going to get better. The more games he plays, he's going to get fitter, he's going to get sharper. I think we've seen nice wee flashes of him. Just what he's going to just uh, what he's going to bring to the team. So I think he's the he's the obvious one to come in. Hadji, hopefully, if he can get him on the on the bench again, maybe get him another ten minutes. Uh, I know the manager's spoken about just kind of giving him as much much time as possible. There's no need to uh, to rush him back through these few games. Um, he had a couple of days off this at the start of this week, having gone through a fairly like, you know, rigorous uh, program in the build up to the St Johnston game. I think yeah. he just wanted to give him a, a wee bit of chance to unload again. Um, so I'd imagine he'll be in the squad. Um, I, I see you're then looking at guys that are. Guys that are pushing the the number of guys that have come back, or some new players coming in. Michael does now have options. There was a, a spell first a few weeks when he came in. The team almost picked itself, and there was very little that he could do to change it in terms of per, in terms of personnel or in terms of a tactical approach. I think now he's got a lot of options to to mix it up, um, and I'm interested to see how he how he goes. But it should be fairly. It should be fairly comfortable for Rangers. Another 11 games unbeaten now, 10 wins, coming off the back a really impressive one at Tynecastle. There's no excuses not to go and have a fairly comfortable afternoon against Ross County at Ibrox. Yeah, it's been a fantastic start. Uh, Michael Beale did give a squad update yesterday. He says uh, uh, he touched on Kamar Roof, um, and he says Kamar Roof is back outside with the team all be unopposed, but that is a really good sign. We might look at him for the weekend if we have to, but if not, we will push for next week. Uh, that is really pleasing news, he said. And on John Suter, 
Uh, he says he's in individual training at the moment. He's going great guns. He had a little bit of a reaction last week. He was very close to being in the squad. And then you're thinking he has not had a lot of fitness there. There is no need to push as our squad is quite strong and we've got good cover. Uh, I do not want to be rushing anyone unless I need to. It was different when I brought Connor Goldson and Ben Davis back in the team. I rushed those two because I needed them. Just to finish up, uh, there's a, a question come in here. Uh, it was a point we've discussed on the show before, Chris. Uh, Mark says, uh, any more news about Sands returning to America? Uh, Michael Beale touched on this in his uh, press conference, I think earlier on in the week, uh, where he's, he talked about the two loan players, obviously Tillman and uh, Sands, and players uh, knocking on his door like a doctor's office, uh, looking to uh, ask where they fit in, in terms of the squad. Sands, for me, Chris, I can't see him where he gets a look. I know he was on the bench in midweek, but I think he's been pushed down the pecking order uh, even more so now with the, the signing of Raskin. Does he get a, a look in from here until the end of the season? And can you see him see that loan being uh, curtailed? Uh, I would be surprised. As I said earlier on, I'd be surprised if Tillman is not a Rangers player uh, come yeah. next season. I would be surprised if James Sands is a Rangers player come next season. He's he's perhaps been a bit unlucky during his during his time. He's yeah. he's been shunted from midfield to centre half. He's never really been able to settle into a role in the team. Um, he's done he's done a job when asked, uh, being being quite selfless in that regard. Ultimately, I just don't think he's I think he's good enough. Um, I think Rangers in that position are looking for looking for a bit more. The fact that the manager has uh, also gone out and signed Vasquez to play in that deeper midfield role. Still got Kamara. Still got Lundstrom really rates Ryan Jack and there's potential there for a new contract for him. For him, I just don't see where James Sands fits into the fits into the plans. If you're looking at it, you need two players for every position. James Sands isn't even third choice in that in that position no. now. So I would be surprised. I, I think they'll probably keep him until the end of the until the end of the season. Um after that his his loan deal obviously comes to an end and I, I think that'll be the end of his at the end of his Rangers career. Yeah, I agree. I think there'll be a, an amical parting uh, of the ways uh, and he'll head back across the pond. Um, OK, folks, I think that'll do us there. Uh, thanks to everyone for interacting with the show. It's greatly appreciated. Before you go, Chris, score prediction for tomorrow? Uh, 4-0. 4-0, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be pretty routine myself. Big thanks to, to Chris for joining us. It's great having you on, Chris. Uh, and thanks to everyone for interacting with the show. Just a reminder, we've got that competition on where you can win two hospitality tickets to Rangers against Partick Thistle in the Glasgow Derby Scottish Cup fifth round tie. All you have to do is sign up to our free newsletter. Uh, you only need to give your email address. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash newsletter uh, to enter that draw. Okay, um, Joshua, I believe, will be at the game for us uh, tomorrow. So we'll have all the usual uh, pre-match build-up and post-match reaction uh, for you. Uh, and then, in fact, I'm off for the, for the, for the next week. So uh, Joshua and uh, Johnny, I'd imagine, will be back uh, on Monday. So uh, enjoy your weekend, folks. Bye for now.